When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the forum. Um, it is the forum. Uh, it, listen, the forum has been away for four or five or six weeks, right? And people keep saying, when the fuck's the forum coming back? It's back tonight. It's me and Phil. Um, it's reduced. Well, it's not reduced. It's more than being on the last couple of weeks, but it's reducing the usual four. Listen, all these boys have jobs. They all have commitments. They've all had um work personal commitments over the last four or five weeks which is absolutely fine but it will start to come back from this week on just to let you know so phil wanted to do a show tonight i said no problem i said what do you want to talk about phil said listen gav because of stuff that's been going on with me if phil wants to tell you what they are he can i've literally switched off and barred the very small glimpses of stuff that's gone on so can we talk about everything that's gone on in the last five weeks how we looked go about stuff over the next four months and anything in between i said yes absolutely now i want to start with one thing and one thing only i said to phil phil am i allowed to mention that you've been buying a new property yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you've just mentioned it, so it's I, like... I, 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 I kind of have to. Co, 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 co. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I kind of have to because I said, "Oh, you're still in that place. I thought you'd be in the new property. Um, how come you're still there? And what did you say to me, Phil?" Um, I was busy fixing the fridge, the legendary yeah. fridge that's beside me. Yeah. So uh, now we're, we're in mid move, um, and but I'm trying to get this place sorted so that we can be sorted when we leave. Anyway, um, tell us what you've done the to the fridge. So. I won't mention his name because I've mentioned it enough times on this. But anyway, right, um, the fridge door sort of bangs a bit and was hard to get. And, and then on New Year's Eve, it fell off, right? <laughs> the actual door attacked me as I was going to the fridge and uh, it fell off. So I had to mm-hmm. fix it. But the only way I could fix it was to attach the fridge door to the freezer door. So where before you used to be able to uh, open it and you could see on my milk, I can't do it anymore because when I open it now, it's attached down here. So it's you, so do you see, do you see, it's why it's attached down. Here. Yeah. <laughs> the freezer there. So, so what's happening now is, is that if you want anything out of the fridge, the freezer must open at the same time. Yeah, it's the only fix. Yeah, in the whole world, the only fix was instead of fixing one door, you've just attached it to the second walking door, and yeah. now it's just a one big door. It's so, one big door. So if you if you're putting the shopping away, you have to be really quick because if you open the fridge, put your gear away, everything in the freezer is defrosting. Well, it's but it's handy because you've got stuff to put in the freezer at the same time. So you're, you're too <laughs> not, much all time, <laughs> not all the time though. Not the time. Every time, it's absolutely amazing. Listen, I just have to sort out this place before I leave it. Um, let's start welding the the fridge <laughs> and the freezer door together. It's yeah. absolutely. Listen, I wouldn't expect anything less from you. I genuinely wouldn't. Like, well. If it's, if it's, it's just the same. It's, it's handy. It's, I was thinking of attaching handy. all the doors together. So if you it's open, not, you because open, I guarantee you, the next people that go into that, if, if that's a bloke that moves into that place after you, right? Yep. It'll be absolutely fine because he won't give a fuck. He just mm-hmm. opened the fridge, grab what he wants. He doesn't care that the freezer's open. But 99% of women have a huge issue with a freezer very, door being open for more than 11 seconds. This is this is very, you now. I have to say, this is very sexist to you. Because it's equal I'm to, telling you. I, there, I, well, let, who, let, let me put it to you this way. I have three women in my life, right? My mm-hmm. mother, my wife, and my daughter. Wait, and I can oh, guarantee you, I can guarantee you that all three of them, when I open the freezer and have a little browse in to see what's going on, all three of them, within seconds, will say to me, will you close that freezer door? 
It's just inbuilt. It's inbuilt in them. You know what I mean? A man on his own, fine. A man or a woman moving in there. Think about it like this, right? When when you're going to get a bottle of beer or a can out of the fridge or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Automatically, the door is open for you to take the ice out. So you're not, or if you're making a gin and tonic, right, and you want to take the tonic out of the fridge, then the, the, the ice is there for you. You can just get access to the ice a lot easier. You don't have to open two doors. So it, it's 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 much more efficient and effective. That's what I'm going. Bill Norrokes freezer beeps when the door opens, and he he has become immune to it because he doesn't care about it being left open for weeks. Men don't. <laughs> Men don't, but genuinely, even even if I have like visitors up, and it could be the mother-in-law, it could be me, me wife's friends. When you open the freezer and le- just do it as a test, open a freezer door and just walk away from it for thirty seconds. If there's five people in the room and three of them are women, I would, I would confidently say all three would mention the freezer. Well, can can I just say to Veranda Cheese, there must be nice getting up in the middle of the night to get a glass of milk with no jocks on. Absolutely is. It's amazing. It's a bit of it's like it's 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 a flowing breeze. It it freshens everything up, and you're ready to go again in the summertime. There's added benefits. You won't be warm. Talking talking nomads says I have the freezer open all the time, and my wife says nothing. You're very very lucky. You're very right. lucky. I Extremely think it's just lucky. I think it's just it's just your you just need to sort it out, Gavin. Put the, put the rules in so I can open the freezer if I want. No, it's not even open the freezer. It's just when you open it and you kind of leave it open for a little bit. They're like, you need to close that. It's like. It stores stuff, but it shouldn't be open. You know, it should store it there forever. You should be able to get the stuff out of the freezer without actually going near the freezer. It should just come out on its own in order imagine, to keep all that cold though, air in there. Imagine, though, if you could link all the doors to open at the same time in a gaff. So you walk in, you just open one door, and all the doors open. <laughs> yeah, but door. to be more... Well, the only thing that is good for, I will say, men are awful for leaving doors open. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about sitting room doors, kitchen doors, doors off presses, stuff like wardrobe that. Wardrobe door. I get, I get into lots of trouble about wardrobe yeah. doors. And Men I don't are get awful that. for it. I like Men a wardrobe door being it. open. Yeah. I'm grand. But uh, other people in my life don't like the wardrobe doors open and they tell me, why have you got a problem with closing the wardrobe doors? I'm just like, what difference does it make? Nothing's going to jump out at me. So I'm not 12. No, no make men a are for that. In, in fairness, if I, if I am telling you women have a thing over the freezer door, men are, like, I, my wife will walk into the kitchen after I've been in there and she'll go, genuinely, there's four press doors open here and the guarantee he's only made a cup of tea. You know, and I'm opening <laughs> doors and I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, and then I just don't want that and that and I just leave it. And so it's, I don't know, but um, yeah, no, the, the leaving of the doors open um, yeah, yeah. is definitely. Um, Gav gives out to me over the beeps from my tumble drawer when we were in an Xbox party. I don't even hear it. Yeah, you're on Xbox with Veranda Cheese. It's like he, he's a coffee machine going off. There's a borker going off in the background. Um, dogs, just fucking all sorts going I, on. I have to say now, I've got, he, I've he, got, none I've, of it. He, he doesn't hear a thing. I have multiple devices that beep in this kitchen and it drives the one that really drives me mad is the washing machine because it doesn't go off until you open the door so right. it'll keep beeping at you yeah and i did it one day because it drives me mad but i wanted to see how long it'd beep for right yeah three hours anyway we're nine ten minutes in and all we've talked about is fridge doors and leaving stuff open but that's how it goes so phil um you were quite honest with me when you said gab listen when it came to christmas um you know, there was a lot of COVID stuff going on. You went mm-hmm. away soon after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you've been really taken away from everything. Now, you take yourself away to a certain extent in any way, but you've you've really taken yourself away. Quick question, though. Just one, one quick answer on it. Super yeah. Bowl, who's winning it? Because uh, Dave Lennon won't stop. Does, does, uh, Dave, I'll address this towards the end of it because I've spent more time watching American sports in the last four weeks than any other sports, mainly because I'm generally watching it when I'm um, feeding bad at about half 11 so my lifestyle at this moment in time most of the English sports are gone off the television so I'll address that towards the end I'll give you my bets for the weekend and um, I don't know if we have a betting partner we can if we don't uh, I'll tell you who I use okay right? fair enough no we don't but um, you, you can um, I just have to add David Lennon as a moderator to the channel because he's so excited about it and it's only because Veranda Cheese was made one that David Lennon wants to be one as well so um, football Let's talk about Liverpool. Let's talk about the season so far. Um, at the moment, we sit nine points behind Man City in the league with a game in hand. Um, I think we have 16 games left. They have 15. Um, they drew a game away at Southampton, um, which gave us a chance to reduce the deficit, which we did um, with a win at Crystal Palace. Um, 
it can it can get to six points if we win a game in hand, which is on the twenty third of February at home to Leeds. We still have to go away to see. Um, and as I said, it would be it would be six points in it still to play City, and fifteen games left. What do you think of where we are so far in the league season for everything that's gone on? Is it true that Roy Hodgson is the manager of Watford? Yes. What the fuck's that about? <laughs> and and you know it was even more glorious. His first game was at Burnley, and it was literally a blizzard. Oh right? my god! It was. It wasn't a blizzard. It was fucking lashing rain, right? Swirling around, and he's just standing there, <laughs> and he's just. It, yeah, I have to say, it, it was glorious to watch him stand on the sideline. It was. I'd be more interested in watching that now than anything else. For it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Why but is he yeah, back yeah. in management? Uh, they got rid of Ranieri as they do, and no, they got no, rid of I, I get that. Like I was, I was, I was amazed when I heard that Ranieri was managing Watford. I did, I missed that completely, right? But then, well, his first game in charge was against us. He was beaten right. five 0 I think. Um, right. So yeah, I don't remember that happens at all. So, no, his first game was in charge. They've been pretty poor. Um, they're down near the bottom. Hodgson's come in, but. Listen, leave them to it. The, the bottom okay, because it's just Wofford, Wofford and Burnley have played about four games this season, right? Yeah, Burnley have, Burnley have three games now in, in hand over most around them. Now, that's mad. Bad. You know the way they took the week off there? They had a, yeah. they all had a week off because that confused me as well. As they're going, everyone's moaning that games are called off. Like, if you had a game called off, why didn't you just play in that week? It, it seemed logical to play them all there. Yeah, but the, the thing was is that it was a, it was a set break. So you can't put you couldn't put games into it. You can't it was a spend, you can't stop games for COVID, but they did. So you can do whatever you want. Like they can make it up. Well, no, up. because the thing was like it was a set break and it was a it was an international break for South America and North America. Um and because yeah, um, Wofford Wofford and Bourne no, have well, loads of South American Wofford, and, and yeah, North Wofford American probably players. Do. Wofford probably do actually. Bourne don't. Bourne only have a load of lads that live down the road that they found in a park. Well, listen, all I know was it was an official break and we couldn't do anything about it. On the league, um, I've asked you a question about Liverpool, but let's talk right, about this. Come on. Um, they two get, Burnley are bottom with 14. Newcastle, second bottom with 15. Played the same amount of games as Watford, who are on 15. Norwich have a game, played a game more on 22 games, 16 <laughs> points. And Everton have games at hand on all of them, but they have 19 points. But Everton are down there. Everton currently sit... Uh, four points off the drop zone, but they've played a game less than Watford, Newcastle. They've played a game more than Burnley, and they played two games left than Norwich. So, uh, yeah, if you were to, and their next game is away at Newcastle. Oh so, man! Um, they could everything, really, everything getting relegated will make my like the only time I was as happy to see a team get relegated was when Villa got relegated because I hate Villa, right? And I don't hate them for being a threat or anything like that. It's just. They're spanners, and it's like I'm just I'm delighted to see them go. It'd be great if they could get relegated and everything could get relegated. In fact, there's about six teams I'd love to see get relegated in the league, but unfortunately, only three go down. So, um, you know, it'd be a great one as well. And Frank Lampard is the Everton manager, of course, <laughs> you know that. Um, Chris, Chris Brackett said, just wait until Phil finds out Lampard is Everton, man- is Everton manager, which is, is, he is. is. Is Rooney's assistant? Like, this is no, Rooney turned, Rooney turned it down. Rooney doing the Everton job down. Yeah, he's at Derby who had 21 points deducted nah. off them because of financial irregularities. Nah. But, nah. in fairness to Rooney, right, he's had 21 points taken off them, right? They're not even bottom of the league. They're not even bottom of the league, Phil. They're fucking second bottom, right? They're seven <laughs> points from safety. They're seven fucking points from safety. Um, I'd have to look it up for you. Um, but I swear to God, they're seven points from safety. If they actually gave them back the 21 points, I think they'd be six points out of the playoffs. <laughs> I swear to God, it's it's it'll be now. Don't get me wrong; some of the financial stuff they've done that the previous owner is fucking insane. But on a footballing sense, it will be. Do you remember when when West Brom stayed up in two thousand and four? It was like the great escape. Brian yeah, Robson, Kanye, yeah. Jeff Horsfield. Um, yeah, uh, was he there? No, nah, we couldn't have been. Um, but it genuinely, it would. This thing would be unbelievable. Twenty-one points deducted if he stays up. Um, will be absolutely insane. But anyway, back to Liverpool. Okay, back um, to Liverpool. Well, I've I've told you where we are, where we stand, different bits and pieces. The draws have killed us this season. There's no doubt about that. Um, but overall, like, if I told you with 15 games to go, there were six points off City and still had to play them. Is that somewhere you go? Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Given, given where Liverpool are, given where City are, 
and, and just different things that's gone on the season, you know, the sort of way. Yeah. Uh, look, there was a point in the, at, there was a point earlier in the season where it looked like it was ourselves, Chelsea and City, right? Mm. And it was a case of could Chelsea stay with the with us two, right? <clears throat> Those draws have done my head in more than anything else in the world. Honestly, mm. and I, I think it, it comes back to like a bit like the gamble we made last year with the centre backs. Um, we made a gamble going into this season with the with the midfielders, mm-hmm. uh, and I get like we don't have the financial um, sports washing that Manchester City has, but you know, I still think that a, a midfielder could have helped in reality, right? I don't I'm, I, I don't buy so much the forwards because we've been scoring plenty of goals and Salah's been informed he scored loads of goals. But we just seem to be lacking something at some points in the season, right? Um, and I, I still, even with six points to go, 15, six points behind City with 15 games to go, I take it, but I, I, I just don't see how we catch them. Even if we beat them, we're still behind them. And it's we need to be near flawless. Yeah, We need to be near flawless till t- yeah. the end of the season. We need to do um, what we did three years ago. And they need to be as bad as they were two years ago. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if that's if that's there because the one thing I will say, um, and I haven't, and, and I'll be, I'll hold my hands up. Just there's too much going on in my life, so I haven't been watching much of the games or whatever. But what I had seen, um, I still think defensively we just look look a little bit less than perfect. If that makes sense, I, I, I don't. And it's not that I think we're weak at the back or something, but we look a little bit more like bit more normal than we did for the best part of three and a half years. Yeah. It's um when you look at it like if Liverpool win the game in hand, they would have been play twenty three, one fourteen, drawn six, lost two. Hmm. City would have been play twenty three, one eighteen. Sorry, play twenty three, one fifteen we would have been. They basically would have won three more than us and we would have drawn three more than them. And you can easily pick out three draws that we've had this season where you go, we should have won that. Yeah, yeah. You know, without a shadow of a doubt. Brentford away, uh, Brighton at home, most definitely. Chelsea away, you could argue 2 nil up. Um, but I know what you're saying, like, <clears throat> it, it is, we have to be flawless, but does any of it come down to, and, and this is the way I kind of feel about it, does any of it come down to, like I said it, if we, like I said it before, City drew with Southampton, I said, look, if we make the next mistake, it's done. Because City just look at a mistake from us and they just kick on. You've mm-hmm. seen it last season when they've seen their squad falling apart with injuries and stuff. they just seen it, sniffed blood and just went for it. And they've kind of made the force slip. If it was anybody else behind them, Phil, I think they'd be quite comfortable in their own yep. skin and say to themselves, Man United, Chelsea, mm-hmm. Arsenal, whoever it might be, they'd be quite comfortable that they don't have it in them. But is there any part of where they go, Fuck, if we make another slip here and they get down to three points and they have to come and play us, they don't like us going near them, Phil. That's genuinely, they don't know. In 18, 19, they were brilliant and so were we. Brilliant. Um, It was just, it was blow for blow from literally New Year's Day onwards. The following season, once we went and we just, like we had, what was it, the first 29 games, I think we won bleeding 27 and drawn mm-hmm. one and lost one. But as soon as we got a little bit of kick ahead of them, especially when we beat Maranfield, it was over because they just knew this isn't going to happen for us. Is there any element of it there where you think just in Liverpool's, in, in their psyche, if we make one more mistake and Liverpool capitalise again, they could literally be coming to the end they had to go level on points or one point behind us with 10 games left. They won't like it, Phil. That's that's the way I'm kind of looking. That's why I'm holding on to a bit. I, look, I think that's what has to happen, right? If we haven't, if they if they don't make that slip before the Etihad game, right? Even if we win there, I think they're comfortable with the, with the cushion they have between us because they know that at some point on their run-in, we'll drop up two points. I'm not saying we lose, but we drop two points. <clears throat> or we may drop four in terms of a draw because we still have to go and play a few of, of the bigger sides that can put it up to on whatever day it is. But we, we've sort of struggled with, with, with smaller sides in, in reality that we should be beaten and we take a lead and we seem to think that we can almost turn off. And I don't think <clears throat> that our side is necessarily as good as it was two years ago, right? I think we're, we're extremely good. I think by far we're, we're one of the best two teams in England. Um, but I said this way back, I think in October, when Pete was on saying that we're the best team in the world and nobody could touch us and we're going to stomp home. I said, but the points and the slip-ups that are happening don't play out that way. We're one of the best teams. I completely agree with it. Um, but I think we're more likely to have a mistake in us 
than City at the moment. And, 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 and Gav, it comes down to basic economics. If you've got 22 players, all who you've paid somewhere between 35 and 100 million for, right? Um, that one, if, if five of them get injured, you put five in of, of, of the same standard. Mm. You're naturally going to have greater strength over the course of the season. The only thing, we're relying on them to make a mistake, whereas we can't afford to make a mistake, right? They can afford to. Yeah, we're, we're, relying, on, we're relying on them. We're probably relying on us getting in their head. <coughs> and they're, they're just, they're just, they're, they're able to just churn out 11 players after 11 players week on week and change whatever. Now, I haven't said that. With our squad, we're, we're literally Divock Origi short of a fully fit squad. Everyone is fit. Divock Origi going into the game on Torsi against Leicester. But I, I agree with you. I think that, that with this gap, they're just going to keep, you know, showing players week in, week, week in, week out and targeting what's coming in the Champions League and, and stuff like that. Whereas we're relying on if they churn it and something goes wrong, we just, we need to get in striking distance of them but but going to Etihad. Mm-hmm. And if we do, I think the whole face of it changes. When's that match? Um... I'd have to check for you. Um, I'm nearly afraid to fucking check because it's one of those, isn't it? I have a check now. Um, This is is live. This is great viewing. And if you're listening to it on the podcast... It's on the 9th of April. (coughs) Right, there's the problem. There will be six league games left (coughs) after. Okay, here's the problem, right? Yeah. We have the Coca-Cola Cup final to play. Yeah. Right? The likelihood is that we'll still have, even if we've played our game in hand, we'll still we, have we, a game in hand. We we play, our, we play our game in hand four days before the League Cup final. Yeah, but then we play the League Cup final and we have another game in hand. So the likelihood um, of us getting it down yeah. to three points, the likelihood of us getting it down to three points before that game, right, or six points, whatever it is, is probably... Um, was going to rely on them making two mistakes as opposed to us just being able to play a game in hand and get you know and getting to the six points. Man, we were due to play Arsenal the weekend of the League Cup final, yeah. which, will, which will need rearranging. Exactly, that's that's my point. When it, so unless that game is rearranged before April the ninth, we're more likely to be at least nine points behind City or nine, be nine points behind City with a game in hand than six be- points behind City with a game in hand. Six points behind City with a game in hand, and you so and you beat City, right? Mm-hmm bring it down to three points with a game in hand. That's where the mentality piece comes in. That mm. brings us back to what a reverse of the 13-14 situation where we had a... Remember we, we had played the, points, the extra game? had the games in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because following the win, I think against... I think they were put at two games left and they were five points clear of City, but City had four games left, if you remember, in 13-14. In, in um mm. Chelsea were actually wedged in between both of them at the time. Yeah. But but the, the thing is, like, um, yeah, I think I think it's just, but overall, I'm quite I'm not saying I'm ecstatic. I think there is games there where you could have you could have won where, where you drew. But still at the, all things being equal when it comes out right now when the start of February, I'm kind of going six points off them. Win the game in hand, six points off them. 15 games left. We played them with six. We played them the seventh last game of the season. And f- right now we're fully fit. Um, you wouldn't be giving her up, would you? Nah, but like my, my, my worry is if the gap opens too much, like we're well ahead of Chelsea, you start to fall into a dead zone. You know what I mean? Where you're just getting yourself across the, the end line, hoping to finish second. And what I mean like that, you just, you want to finish strong in the league to, to finish out, but you, you know that you're doing your best to keep pressure on. But the reality is that you're unlikely to catch them a bit like we were, a bit like City were when they were trying to chase us the year we won the league at, a, at an absolute canter, right? So mm. it's like, so you don't want that gap getting any further than where you know that if you win your games in hand, your six points with you to go to there to, to br- bring it to three points. Bring it to three points and it's, it's game on at that point. How big? How big does the Champions League come into it? Because you know how desperate they are to win it. Um, I suppose two questions here. Um, they're desperate to win it. How much does that take their focus off? Even though, like I said, they can play 11 on a Wednesday and a different 11 on a Saturday. But how much does that distract them because of their desperation? And also, we're drawn against Inter Milan. How do you feel about that? Oh, look, I, th- I think for, in the first instance, both teams benefit from a title challenge and a title race against each other. I think both teams' standards get lifted in Europe when they're going heavily against each other because, if anything, the 
Champions League becomes a pressure relief. So you're going out and it's not the it's not the constant we can't afford to drop points here. We can't afford to drop points here. When you get into the Champions League, it's about performances on the night and it's about, you know, it's it's not the city. It's like you've got something to fall back on that if you don't win the, the Champions League game, you've still got your league, right? <clears throat> Whereas it changes in effect for us if we let them slip away a bit further, yeah? Where the yeah. Champions League becomes then the primary competition, the primary focus. Um yeah. And the league is do whatever we can. And if they happen to drop points, maybe we sneak back in the back door and we put pressure on them. But in the meantime, it really is. It's all about, look, I, I, I'd rather focus on the league. Like I've, I've said to you, I've said to you this loads of times, it'd be great if we won a second Champions League under Klopp, but I, I, I demand a second league title under Jurgen Klopp. And not because he has to bring it home. It's because him, this team deserve more than one league. I don't want them to be seen as a one-season wonder. I want this team to get the plaudits into the future where you win multiple competitions and multiple big trophies. I see people talking about cups and folks, fuck cups, fuck cups. Honestly, the only two competitions that matter in world football is the Premiership and the Champions League. And and, and I say the Premiership because you can't win this league or you can't win the Bundesliga and you can't win the Serie A. But the the only two competitions that matter to Liverpool Football Club is the Premiership and the Champions League trophy because everything else is is, is just is toilet paper. I think I think where we are in the Champions League could make um, could have a burden on the league. Dinesh with a super chance this evening. I had a drink. Coutinho will score a banger against City last game of the season in injury time to win the league for Liverpool. Um, listen, great, but I don't know if it'll come down to the last day. I, I don't know. Um, it's going to be so tight, but it all depends. I keep saying next person to make a slip. We we can't afford any slip. If they make one more, it's absolutely game on, in my opinion. But, but Phil, say for like we have Inter. Right, and I think we fancy ourselves against Inter over two legs, away in the fourth leg, home in the second leg. We we fancy ourselves, right? And then it goes into it's a free for all then. Um quarter mm-hmm. final, semi finals final. If City were to be upset in that Champions League, um, you know, you'd say to yourself, they'll just plunder the league now because they've nothing else in Europe. Would it be better for Liverpool? If City went quarterfinals, semi-finals of the Champions League, now they could come across us in that competition, but but to keep them, my thinking on this is is that if you keep them distracted with the Champions League for long enough, Pep has he has a track record of overthinking things and trying to be too clever, and he makes a major fuck up somewhere. And um, the Champions League final last year being the case in point, is it better for Liverpool if City stay in this competition? Uh, longer than longer than you know, round of sixteen and quarterfinals. Because oh, I think it is. I think if he gets into semi final mode, and you're looking in mid April or late April, right, he could genuinely end up with playing Liverpool at the Etihad and having two legs of a semi final close around it, and that's where he tries to be clever and overthinks it, and something goes wrong. And look, it might be a Champions League goes wrong. He could get that right, but the league could go wrong on a weekend, and Liverpool could be there waiting. I think I think the the longer they stay in that competition, the better it is for us in the league. I, look, f- for me, I I don't disagree with you, um, but I think Guardiola is more loyal to a brain fart in Europe than he is in the league. Regardless, right? He tends every year he tends to get his team to the end of March and then fucks up the Champions League. And it doesn't matter whether it's England, Germany, wherever it is. That's just what he does. Um, a bit like Martin O'Neill when he used to get Aston Villa close to the Champions League spots and then they collapsed towards the end of March and just ended up around 6th or 7th all the time. So <clears throat> I just think, you know, it'll take a miracle for City to win the Champions League. Um, and I think it's harder for us to win the league than it is necessarily to win the Champions League. I see lots of people getting upset because I said they were cups. I, I, think it's be- I think this is the best ever chance to win it because I think you're going to see the return of Real Madrid in a massive way next season. Um, I think Barcelona for all their money worries um, look like they're able to spend anyway once they can keep getting fellas out the door they can keep getting fellas in I think you'll see a resurgence ignore Barcelona Barcelona well, if, they get, if they get in the Champions League that is because you don't know where they're going to end up nah, they're think, a dead club they deserve what they get but they walk around with chips on their shoulder all the time Catalan all this type of stuff certainly right but, um, but, but the no, thing no, but, they signed Traore for a billion to euro I saw that and I was there going nah that's a wind up that's a, that's a wind up <laughs> they've signed him they've signed Ferran Torres they've signed Aubameyang um, they signed a good few what? but they yeah. signed a Bamiyang. 
Aubameyang had his contract ripped up by Arsenal and he left for free. Yeah. He went on a freebie to Barcelona? Yeah, so so Aubameyang was having a massive row with, um, what's his name, Arteta. Um, some disciplinary stuff. He was left out of squads for weeks. Um, Barcelona came in and tried to sign him, but when it turned out what Arsenal wanted, um, I think it was a loan or an option to buy uh, with a set fee, and Arsenal were like, no, you'll have to pay his wages. And they were like, we're not paying his wages. So Arsenal said, right, fuck it. Um, we'll save 20 million on wages and we just let him go for free um, rather than the fee we would have got. So they they saved 20 million. They get him for nothing and I don't know what they're giving him. But yeah, it's it's one of those. But but I think I think it's City's best. I think it's actually probably a lot of clubs will be eyeing this Champions League. Like I Definitely Bayern Munich because I feel like they might go through a bit of a transition. Um, Juventus are at the moment as well. There's some clubs there where you just look and go, it's a great chance. Liverpool included, but City are definitely looking at it going, this is a great chance because Bayern Munich are most definitely going to be stronger. Liverpool, I think, are going to be stronger next season. I think Chelsea will get stronger. Um, as I said, Real Madrid, just, it's just a perfect time, but genuinely, if they get to a semi-final and were to meet us for argument's sake and a league is going on and they've made a slip somewhere in the league, Genuinely, to be steam coming out of that fucker's ears, Guardiola's ears, because it's just the way he is. Phil, uh, look, I've I've known as anyone who's listened to this for long enough. I, you know, I think Guardiola is a, is a very good coach. I don't think he's the fella that they they that he's made out to be. Um, I'd love to see him do actually coach a team that isn't made up of the most expensive players he could possibly afford to buy um, in whatever league he's in. So it's a joke. Uh, it, he's not doing anything special. He, he's basically getting the points out of a squad that you expect them that that they're capable of. Um, show me something impressive that he's done, and I'll be happy to see it. I think he's coached them really well. He's achieved what he's had to do, but I have yet to see him do something special. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm sick of talking about Guardiola. I'm sick of talking about City. I think it's hard. I think like it's. It, I, I guess I saw somebody said I'm living in a coma. It's not. I'm, I'm struggling. Gavin, I said this to you before Christmas. I'm really struggling with football at this moment of time. I'm struggling with the, particularly English football, um, because it is just, it's gone to, it, within three to five years, it's just going to be Newcastle and Manchester City spending ridiculous amounts of money. Even United are starting to struggle to stay and, and who've been able to, to do whatever they want up until now. Um, and we've been amazing. Think- we, it's been amazing for us to be able to stay on City's coattails to, to, to be their main challengers. And so much of that has to go for Klopp. And like in my in my opinion, the way people talk about Guardiola is the way people should be revering Klopp because he's gone to two completely two clubs that are massive clubs in the leagues that they're in, but are massively underpowered financially in comparison to the teams he's had to take on. And he's beaten both of them. And he's beaten both of them repeatedly. Um and that's why I want the second league title. I just want that second league title over Guardiola City. I want it to be there and I want it to be, you know, I, I want it to be not some type of fluke that they can write off and it was the Corona year. And that, that drives me mad. I want us to win a league in front of the fans. I want us to win a league in front of a, a fully packed Anfield so that we can celebrate like we should have celebrated because it was so, and I don't think, and I know it's very pessimistic, but I don't think we're going to have this chance in, 25 years because I just unless something ha- fundamentally changes in, in the club and look and you know I'm not an FSG it was you know this I've I've supported them plenty of times on this forum I've, I've said a lot of the stuff they've done has been brilliant and it's made fantastic sense but now like to me this 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 manager this team this coaching staff deserve to be seen as the greatest of this generation because what they've done is better than show me show me someone who's done anything anyway near as good as what Klopp has done with the budget and the financials that he's had to do against the team that he's had to do. Redman says Klopp is on a different level to Pep. Paul Smith says sorry, but Klopp is not in the same league as Pep. Um, so two very different opinions there. If you want to expand on that, Redman or Paul Smith, and we Redman is Redman is one hundred percent right, and Paul is talking through his hole. So let's just get there. Well. Let Redman come back and let Paul Smith come back and see what it's about. But listen, you can see where it's going with Newcastle. You can see where it already is with City. Chelsea do kind of pipe up and then they disappear for a couple of years. And, and you know, that's all down to Abramovich's kind of humour. Do they owe him a fortune? But mm. do you really owe it to him? I'm not too sure. Um, but with regards to Liverpool, 
you have to you have to keep someone like Klopp or get something. If he does go in two years' time, you have to get something as close as you possibly can because he's done absolute wonders with what he has at his disposal. I'm not saying Liverpool haven't spent a lot of money. They have. And I made this point a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't matter what you sell. Um, if you're good at selling, it's a bonus. It's mm-hmm. what you bring in. It's what you identify. And he has spent a lot of money. I don't really care about net spend. I've said this before. Um, but what he has identified, what he has spent, is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But um, it's kind of dwarfed by other other clubs in the league and other clubs around Europe um, as well. But I, I get where you're going because, like, genuinely, nineteen twenty, I had, and you know this, I had fucking weekends booked all over the place for every mm-hmm. scenario going um, for winning the league. Um, I had flights on hold. I had fucking everything. Like, you want to see the paperwork I had to go through when I got caught up? There was fucking Ryanair vouchers hopping out of the wall. Um, but but there was hotels. There was, like, now some of the hotels gave me a refund. Some of them would only let me extend and couldn't use them because we were still in COVID. But I get. I think that's the biggest thing for me as well. It's not only to give Klopp. The, I think he. I think he's the best thing manager we've seen since Bob Paisley. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, but it's it's not even that. It's yeah, to it have is. him. It's 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 to have him have the recognition in a live sense in the moment. If you know what I mean, instead of being at an empty Anfield with loads of fireworks going off and making the best of what we could. I want him standing in front of the cop holding the Premier League trophy aloft and thousands in the cup and thousands all around the, the ground going absolutely berserk for it. Um, but I, I, know he is, I know where you're coming from on that. Um, the transfer window. Mm. So I'll try to pick out some highlights for you uh, as we go. Right? Can so I just Liverpool... point out that, that, that none of it's real? None of it's real. Just just a lot of regens. All oh, this is a simulation. I said this to you already. We signed a fella called Lucas Diaz, Luis Suarez, Torres fella. And then we also tried to sign Ricardo, Fabio, um, Carlos Santos, Carvalho. Carvalho, whatever his name is, right? They're all just make you up. Just make mm-hmm. you up. None of, it, none of it's real. None of, and this, is, this proves it. It's like when you used to play FIFA 13 and you played 20 years into your career, and then they just started mishmashing the names of the players that you have when you started the game. This is what's going on at the moment. Fucking Fabio Carvalho. Will he get the boat? Come on. Come on. Well. Not real. They're not regens. Um, Fabio Carvalho is a really good player. I said it to you beforehand. Um, and it's full of, it's full of, it's full of, it's full of um, fans I've listened to about him. They're going, like, they're going mad that he, he's mm-hmm. going to be let go. Luis Diaz looks a great deal. 37 million rising to 50. Um, Sports Can someone get some though and a point to Guinness? No, he played. I've never seen. He played. He played on Sunday and he got he got hit a good few times, and um, yeah, not a bother to him. Um, I'm I'm good with that. I just want to read okay. out some comments here as well. Yeah. Um, just to let Leftfield know that that Elliot is back. Um, but Kevin Ball reckons you probably haven't heard who Diaz is yet either. He has. Like that's not got that far. Um, I got a text. Gav texts me. Says, "Look at this fella." It's like that looks like Osama Asadidi's brother. What's his name? So it's like it, it is. It's just like so in Asadidi. So I'm hoping he's better. Um, there's there's loads there's loads of stuff coming in here. I'll get to the end. Um, Lucas Diaz. Hopefully we have a decent Lucas anyway. That's that's important. Like, well, Lucas Diaz. Um, he comes in. And I was saying for a while that the next forward signing we make has to be a big one. And what I mean by that is I don't want someone to come in where you go, you get a year or two of them. I want someone to come in where you go, in a year or two of your change in the front line, he's ready to step in and be the main man. If not now, in two years' time. Mm. And I think Luis Diaz matches that. Uh, Nat Phillips went to Bournemouth on loan on the second last day of the transfer window, I think. And Nico Williams went on loan to Fulham on the last day of the season. Uh, last day of the transfer window, sorry. Well, we were trying to take Fabio Carvalho off Fulham. He's out of contract in the summer. Um, so is Ricardo. But it, but, it look, but it looks like Fabio Carvalho's deal has been agreed. Um, <coughs> Great. Just reckons, just reckons that um, I sent Phil a text and interrupted his game of snake. A cut off. Cut off. He was, God knows where he was. But I was um, in Spain. I told you I was in Spain. I went off to Spain for a few days. And I managed to f- go to Spain the only time there was a storm in Spain. Um, you sent me pictures and I didn't see sun once. <laughs> I didn't. I and then you were on a driving was... range and it looked like you were like... a driving range of the cliffs of Mauer or something. It was <laughs> mad looking. It was like, literally, if, if somebody rang me from work and said, look, you have to come back here and work, I'd be like, no, I'm here. I'm in Ireland still. Look, there's the pictures. Oh, there's no, the genuinely, the pictures you showed us, Andy was convinced it was like a fucking driving range in Leitrim. 
<laughs> it wasn't. Um, I was, it was up the side of a hill down in um, outside of Estepona. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fascinating. I managed to get over there and have proper Irish weather in Spain. It was, it was phenomenal. It was the first time it's ever happened to me, but it was, it was definitely strange. So the transfer window, the, the best one of it was um, Rafa Benitez um, tried to stamp his authority on Everton Football Club, who backed him to the hilt by allowing right. him to sell Luca Dean, the left back, for £27 million to Aston Villa. And then three days later, they sacked uh, Rafa Benitez. Um, <laughs> that was a good one. As Aubameyang, as already been mentioned, he went on a free to Barca. Traore went from Wolves to Barcelona, even though Spurs were trying to get him. Spurs thought he had Luis Diaz sorted. Liverpool stepped in and that got done um, to the point where um, Daniel Levy was threatening to report um, the recruitment team at Liverpool <laughs> to the Liverpool owners. And when it got to Liverpool owners, Liverpool owners were like, really like what you've done there, lads. Um, well so they didn't give a shit. Well um, Bonuses all around. I don't, United didn't do anything. Chelsea didn't do anything. Um, I'm surprised United not doing anything, but then I'm not either because I've noticed that they haven't been winning. Um, uh, Ralph Rangnick hasn't been winning, and uh, yeah. so is he still now? Is he just the cons- is he is he going back to the consultant or is he still the manager? No, he's he? the manager. Um, he's the manager. But uh, I'll give you an update. So he's the manager at the moment. The talk is he will go into a two-year consultancy role at the end of the season. While after he takes a whole look at the squad and then recommends who he should bring in as a manager, and then give all this data to the manager or feedback right. um, there's no one solid on who the manager will be the rumour is, is that um, Ten Hag from Ajax is his favourite person in it Pochettino's name is still being mentioned as well but in the last couple of weeks um, there's been an incident with um, Mason Greenwood which I'm sure you've heard about if you haven't it doesn't matter um, it's not good it's not good and I'm not I'm not talking about it right um, because it's an ongoing police investigation into it but basically, he has been removed from the United squad. Um, United have announced that they will, he will no longer play games for the foreseeable or train with Manchester United. So that's that's one. Jesse Lingard was linked with a move. This is a great one. Linked with a move to Newcastle on loan. Okay. But United wanted them to pay all of his wages, um, a monthly fee to have him, and then a, a lump sum at the end, not for a transfer, a lump sum at the end, um, if they stayed up. So it would have cost Newcastle somewhere in the region of 20 million quid to loan Jesse Lingard for four months, um, to which Newcastle said, would you fucking stop? So it didn't happen. But then Jesse Lingard does a tweet, right, that says, the club have told me to take some time off to, to clear my head, but I don't know why, because I'm ready to play 100% when called upon, right? And then United play in the FA Cup against Middlesbrough, and Ralph Rangnick comes out and says, well, I was missing a player from his squad tonight. Do you think I would have like just left him out for no reason? So there's definitely something going on there where it's a case of they're just not getting on. And <laughs> there's a lot of... But I but I reckon it's probably Ranick just calling a few of them out going, listen, you just aren't worth it. And you think you're this and you're not. And the players have thrown a bit of a, a hissy fit. Um, but th- to be fair, like, um, I don't blame Ranick here. Lingard shit. It's like, wait, well, like they should have got rid of him ages ago. So... Um, sort of, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I, I thought he would have went because he had a really mm. good loan spell at West Ham last season and scored a couple. He was really good for West Ham, and I thought he'd make that move there, but he didn't. And you know, you thought maybe when when Ranya comes in, or he gets a new, will he get a fresh start on the Solskjaer, which he didn't. Ranya comes in, you, you haven't seen much of him, but they don't seem to want to let him go. I don't know if he's out of contract in the summer. I'm not too sure. Um, but it was just. It was just mental. Um, mm-hmm. Dinesh says, I would love Klopp become first manager and team to win all four trophies. No I want him to become the that. Frist manager. Yeah, well, you know I what want him to become the first Frist manager as some, well. Some, we can have our chest out again against the rest. So, um, so we can have our chest out against the rest. Dinesh, I think you're saying. So, expectations, Phil. League, Champions League, Final of the League Cup, fifth round of the FA Cup, which puts you about two games away from a semi-final, I think. Um, I know you're not a big fan of the, the domestic trophies, but putting that aside for a minute, what do you think Liverpool could do this season? What do you think they could do? At this point of the season, they've got to focus on the league. Like, it's it's... 
they're too involved in it not to focus on the league, right? Um, and that should be the, the primary focus of this team because, as I said to you, two league titles is is a, is a makes this a area defining team. Does that make sense? Given yep. what they're up against in terms of City, yeah. Um, Champions League semi final because I'll take the lottery of what happens in a semi final, right? So I'm, I'm I want this to be Champions League semi final. <clears throat> Scrap our way back into the league. Um, don't even turn up for the FA Cup match, and have a go at win the winning the the Coca Cola Cup. Like where it's a final. Um, mm-hmm. Kelleher's getting to play again. Don't don't bring in all the, the top lads. Don't bring in the top lads for the, for the final. Right, I'm, I'm saying you play Kelleher, you play Simicus, play Canate, um, play Matip alongside him. Right, play. Uh, he'll probably play Trent because we haven't really got an option at right back. And did, was Nico Williams gone or is he still there? Yeah, he's or? gone on long to full. <clears throat> okay, so he's gone, right? Um, play Keza, play Elias, play um, probably Fabinho. And in front, play Lucas Diaz, play um, Jose, play Salah. Like, to me, that's that's the team that plays the League Cup final and, and, and it gives you a load of the lads who are there, thereabouts in the squad. Um, but gives them the opportunity to win a trophy. You know what I mean? And 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 you, you go and you take the game, take the game on its merits, and you see how how it comes off. But you go, it's a bonus trophy <clears throat> to me. The league cup, the league cup has always been. I love the league cup, right? Um, because you play the lads. Do you think? Do you think games. the two managers will talk to each other beforehand and go, "Are you going full strength?" No. Do you think there's any chance of that? Because no. it always seems to be the league cup final comes. It's never full strength, but it's always. He has eight of his first team on, and so does that. It, it always seems to match up fairly, fairly well. Good man, Ian Griffin picked up on that that, that reference there. Um, but, but now, and the reason why I think Tuchel is on a knife's edge now already at Chelsea, right? Um, they spent a massive amount of money. Yeah, they brought Lukaku in, and they've already had an absolute mare on that one. Um, and anyone who's seen. Lukaku knows that he's he's likely to to be looking at his next move within six months of turning up whatever club he is, and, and there he is, he's doing it. Um, and Abramovich, I'd say there's a good chance. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance, but maybe even sixty forty chance that that two could be sacked at the end of the season if they haven't won the league or they haven't won the Champions League. Right? And honestly, that's and that to me is 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 the is more likely than them extending his contract, um, given the amount of money that they spent for Tuchel last summer. And, you know, I think they're as far away now as they were then in terms of winning the league. And I, I said this to a Chelsea mate. He, they were, he were getting really excited that they're going to go and win the league this year. Um, I, I, he, he was flawed at, at PSG and I can see the same flaws that are there. So for me, for me, I go back to it. Champions League semi-final and take the lottery of what happens in the semi-final. Mm-hmm. Um, have a right crack at winning the league. You know, remove the mental mistakes. Become rootless. Become ultimately rootless in, in the run-in. And win the League Cup. Don't even turn up for the FA Cup. Don't even turn up for the FA Cup. Play a load of fellas that are playing in Stanley Park. Give Jamie a show. See if he wants to play. He's got a new pair of boots there at the weekend and he can, he'll, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll have a game. Okay. Honestly, honestly. What? What boots did he get? Uh, World Cups, I think it was. Okay. Adidas. Adidas ones, yeah, yeah. So give give him a show. Shawnee might want the game. Give Shawnee a game. Shawnee can't. His knees are at Okay, Shawnee can't. So what? Uh, like, the, 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 give him a game anyway. Steve-O he scored more goals than Ricky Lambert in Anfield, so give him a give him a game. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like that to me is 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 exactly what I do. You know, okay. I, I genuinely want to catch up a few things. Here. Um, Ashley says you should catch him up on Donny and Delhi. We should. So Donny Van der Beek uh, at United can't get a game, um, even under Ralph Rangnick. Uh, looks like he's going to Crystal Palace on loan because apparently. I think Bear Camp is his father-in-law and he's a good mate with Vieira, who's the manager of Palace. That doesn't happen. He ends up going to Everton on loan. Deli Ali goes to Everton on a free contract from Spurs. But if he plays 10 games, he owes them 10 million. If he plays 20 games, he owes 20 million. And the fee could end up being somewhere around the 40 million mark, right? Which is insane, right? But that's, that's what happened as well there. So I wanted to fill you on that because that was a good one that I missed. Um Deli Ali could be a decent player. I'm, I'm going to tell you now, right? I, I think there's a, there's a gem of a player. He was too good when he broke through to have absolutely no skill left in his body. And he was always the one player I thought to myself, could you imagine him playing for Klopp? Now, if his, I don't know what the attitude is like around in and around the ground or what he is, but he's the type of 
energetic type of player when he was playing well for Pochettino that I thought to myself, you know, you could fit him into our midfield and he'd be a really good sort of alternate for Henderson or something like that. Now, but again, I don't know, I don't know the mentality side, but it just, that was the one thing that's always stuck out with me with, with Deli Ali. I thought he would just seem to be, he struggled after Pochettino left. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he was, he was such a good prospect then. You know, I think when Pochettino leaves, they bring in, um, they bring in Mourinho and I don't mm-hmm. think it worked whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, Deli Ali liked a bit of freedom when he played, you know, mm-hmm. playing that hole and, and, play, and, and he was good at it. He was really good at it. Um, and then it's just not gone well. Uh, Spirit of Santo, I think there's injuries in there as well. And then it's, it just looks like Conte doesn't fancy him whatsoever. But in, I think, like, we laugh saying if it goes to this, it could be 40 million. But if everything ends up having to pay that 40 million, I'm presuming there's more than just games played. There's obviously other thresholds he has to hit. And if he hits them, it's worth it. That's just the way it goes. Danny Van der Beek is a really good sign for everything, I think. I think I'd love Matt Liverpool. I think he's a fantastic footballer. But um, yeah, I just wanted to um I just wanted to uh update you on that. For me though, oh, listen, I won't give up the league. I'll never give up the league until it's mathematically impossible. But I will say it's all about the next mistake. If mm. you make the next mistake, it's fucking game on. I'm telling you, it'll it'll just teams are going to overdrive and Liverpool fans, you know it. Everyone knows it. Liverpool fans will go into fucking overdrive and feel it torn into fucking welcome to hell. They'll go away to away games and they won't shut the fuck up for 90 minutes. It'll be non-stop. It'll be just battle. And trust me, if it, if, if it gets to any level of that, you know City you're watching and you mm. know Pep is watching. And then he tries to get too clever and he tries to do something fucking stupid like playing fucking John Stones in, as a number 10 because he thinks let's do that that's what you want in the league I agree with you on the Champions League semi-final get there and then you take the lottery because that means that you're right in the business end of the season and you can't really say I want to win it because it's a fucking hard competition to win so mm. semi-final and a lottery I'm with you all day on that League Cup I'd absolutely go to win it because I, I it's something you said a second ago Tuchel is on a nice edge and I think you're right I think the fact that he signs Lukaku for that amount of money and it was to come across as his final piece of his jigsaw after all the money that's been spent the previous summer with um, Harvard, Werner, um, mm-hmm. Chilwell, and, and uh, there might be um, Zayac. Um, and then he shows up and he's lauded after the goal away and to Sidwell. Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Sidwell, yeah. Um, he's lauded... Tom as, Sidwell, he's a regen. He's getting signed next summer. <laughs> he's he's lauded after they go away to Arsenal in the second game of the season and Arsenal are appalling. But since then, Minamino has as many goals as Lukaku this season. Mm. Right? Lukaku has been injured. He may have had COVID as well. I think he has. But he's basically had to make a public apology to his manager, his teammates, staff, fans everybody at the club because of comments he made in an interview with regards to Inter Milan, right? So that hasn't gone well. I think Tuchel probably needs that trophy to steady it and kind of have a bit in the bank when it gets to the end of the season. The FA Cup is the one that's difficult because if you're in the business end of the Champions League, you're running that right till the end of May and that's where the, champ- the, the FA Cup becomes a bit of an issue. It's Norwich at home in the next round. Norwich are fighting for their life. I can't see Norwich coming with a full team to play at Anfield in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And it's probably one of them that will creep up and you go, fuck, this is a quarter final. You know, mm-hmm. and then it gets the same. And then, like the League Cup, there's more interest in it and then you start putting better players in. But I think the FA Cup might be one that they will take a little bit more of a risk on, especially if the league is still alive. And especially, as you said, we're looking on course for a Champions League semi-final. So it's it's one of those. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. It's I think it's going to be a cracker ride that way. Um, do you want to talk before we go about the Super Bowl? No, I want to. I just want to point out the tacky. Right, um, I'm delighted for the little fella. Right, I think he's he's slowly morphing into this this team's Yossi Benayon. I think he's 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 been massively underrated, um, and he's starting to find his feet. You know, you know the way Yossi just started to sneak into that Rafa Benitez squad back in. Oh wait, oh nine, no, no, and ten. Do, do you know what I mean? Just, just start to, to, to just get a feel for what it was and start to bring in his bit. Um, That's going crucial goals, didn't he? Yeah. One away at Wigan, I remember the one at Fulham. Do you remember the one at Fulham? Portsmouth. Do you remember Portsmouth? Um, no. no, but I remember. I definitely remember one at do. Wigan. It was, it was great. It was great. They were wearing funny socks that day. Um, I think they wore blue socks or something. It was mad. Go back, watch it. Um, oh, I will. 
or White Sox or something like that. It's great. Um, but yeah, and, and it's great to see that because again, that was a seven million quid signing that I think we all wrote off and said he had no future. Um, and people told me that he was he was gone. Um, but yeah, I think it's great to see him. And I think it'd be fantastic to see um, Yossi Minamino uh doing doing great things towards the end of the season. He's the type of player to, in my mind that is more likely to be a cult hero if we do something this season than say Lucas Diaz. Right? Because he's 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 we're expecting there's an expectation around Diaz. There's like I'm sure they're going to drop the Suarez part of the song and put the Diaz bit in so because they don't then everyone's no, they keeping won't. the arse. They, won't. they should do. They, they should won't. do they'll make a bit they they'll make now. a better one. Forget that. Just bring it back. They don't Everyone, usually go back to what they, they don't usually go back to songs for players. But they should. Um, they, they should. They should because everyone's doing but they it don't, because they, they, if they if they did, they would have just come went back for the Torres song because the Torres song was just ridiculously good. Uh, Fair enough. Um, but they Stephen, should. Stephen Stephen Richardson says congrats to Barham Wood uh, going to Goodison in the next round of uh, their cup final. Um, yeah, Barham Wood won away at Barham yesterday, and um, one nil, and to set up a trip to Everton in the fifth round, which it was Couldn't a. I actually, I feel I watched it. It was fucking great, and you. Know Palmers were all over the shop, um, but oh Jesus, like the the, the lowest ranked team in it, and he got through. So it's, it's good. Couldn't you don't care, care less, man. It may as well have played a load of lads that are walking up the canal at the moment, and then and, and put them on. T- I don't care. I honestly don't care. I, I I don't care about the FA Cup. It has it holds nothing for me. It's a dead competition. It has been since you know he didn't turn up that year. So forget about it. Just don't don't okay, speak well, to me about well, the, well, the FA a lot, Cup. A lot, a lot of people won't. A lot of people. Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Stephen. He's he mentioned that's great. Yeah, Stephen. Tell Stephen um, on the show next night tomorrow night. He's going to talk about the FA Cup. We can have the FA Cup uh, show. Oh, we might do the FA Cup. We might do the Barham show. The Barham Wood. Uh, the Barham Wood show tomorrow night. Ten o'clock. The Barham Wood show. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk? I want to talk about our charity in a minute, and I want to talk about one or two other things. So before we do the Super Bowl, because a lot of people are asking, they know you're mad into it. And it'll the will superb be the L show. The, the lads want me to come on um, on Friday. Friday. On the, the, the Super oh, well, Sports show. On Friday. Friday. Well, the only issue I have with the Super Sports Show on Friday is that I will uh, be taking up residence in my new domain. Um, so that's the that's the key issue that I have. So right. um, I may or may not be available. Um, but right. I'll probably be drinking as well when I take up that residence. So I, okay, I, I well I'll tell you what to do. On the off chance that you're taking up residence and you or you might be able to be available on Friday, just give us a quick prediction for the Super Bowl as of now, Monday night. Me and Ray Dick Six are going to get absolutely plastered drunk on Sunday night watching it. In town, he's going new. Yeah, Ray Dick. I was a big Bengals fan, and yeah, he's, massive he's, Bengals fan. And it's the first time since the actually the best bit, the best thing about the, the this year's Super Bowl is that up until this year, no Bengals fan has ever been able to text about winning a playoff game because yeah. text messages didn't exist the last time the Bengals won a playoff game. So that tells you yeah, how yeah. long ago since they were in it. I'm delighted for them. I think. Um, I think ultimately the Rams win the game. I think the Rams, the 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 problem is the O-line in the Bengals. Everyone's torn off now at this stage. The problem is the O-line's in the Bengals. And McVeigh has already had a go at winning the Super Bowl. Um, and he probably has, he has the experience to go back. And they, they basically signed as many players as the, the best players they could to have one go at winning this. And all their eggs are in this basket. They're basically done it. All, all the eggs have gone into the basket. Um, so yeah, if I'm going, I'm going with the Bengals to beat the spread, the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And Bo Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase to go over 100 yards receiving um, in the in the thing. So if everyone wants to go and put bets on there, go off there and find somebody and uh, they'll be able to do it for you. Okay. Okay. I watched them um, some of the playoff games and I could not believe that the fella of the 49ers was an actual American football player. This, the, Which fella uh, now? The, uh, the, the quarterback for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Jimmy G? Apollo. What? Absolutely Apollo. Genuinely, he looked like he was playing with someone else's arms. But he's 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 an incredibly good looking man. He's an he's a superb looking man. But <laughs> the, that gets you fucking nowhere when you're asked to throw the ball, um, and he can't. So, um, well, he, he can because he's made a career over, and he's yeah, going to walk. He's going to go to a different team this year and make millions. He's already yeah, made. He's going to a different team because they've realised he's not very good. And I've won. <laughs> listen, I've watched him for one full game. And I can tell you, he's not good. He's well, cost the 49ers a place in the final. And um, thanks, for, thanks for that, John Madden. No problem. No problem at all. Um, I really like the way Sky, Sky do their stuff and they have a fella in America and they keep going to him on the screen. That's and, that's that's Baldy, Brian Baldinger. And he and he keeps being in different places every week. Like last week he looked yeah. like he just broke into a school and he was in front of a whiteboard. 
yeah. was just doing the stuff. It was great stuff. And then, and then, if you ever watch, and if the you boys ever watch in the studio, the boys in the studio kept trying to move out of the way while they were talking to him and all. It was fucking mad. And <laughs> um, you think they would have thought about this? Yeah. Um, um, uh, but, so drafted that, to the Niners next season. No, I, I'm, my commitment lies with the New York Giants, um, who are a fucking it does. And, and it's down to Dicko. Dicko well, can I just say? Can I just say? You're going, to, you're going to enjoy yourself next year. They're after bringing a new GM in and a new head coach, and they're also going to bring the Bears' ex quarterback in, Mitch Trubisky, to take over from Daniel Jones, and it's it's going to be great fun. Great okay. lads, love it. I'm all over the joints next week. Go yeah. joints. Um, so anyway, overall, you feel the Rams will win it if you're around on Friday. Um, Phil <coughs> may get to talk to the lads on Friday. Kev said it is no issue whatsoever if you would like to be drunk while on the show, and Kev runs that ship, so it's up to you. Um, before we go though. Um, our charity, mm, Felicon. Felicon, yeah. Um, you do know about this? I do. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. Um, that's one thing you've kept up on, which is good. So Felicon is a charity which helps bereaved parents who have lost children um, during mm. pregnancy or very soon after uh, mm. a child is born. They are a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant charity. Genuinely. Um, but if you don't believe us, in the description there's a link to that website. You can read all about it and genuinely what a small amount of money can do for them is outrageous you know outrageous so 10 grand is there if we put 10 grand in their coffers it sorts them out for mm-hmm. i i think i think it'd, it'd be something like three years it would sort out their helpline three years that 10 grand would do for now they wouldn't spend it all on, on the helpline but stuff like that to have a helpline running all day every day for three years off the money we could get them is absolutely huge so all i'm asking is Check out our website in the description. Check out our donate page in the description. If you can donate, brilliant. If you can't, take a copy of the website and send it around everywhere and take mm. a copy of the donate page and do the same. We're all in WhatsApp groups, family WhatsApp groups, messenger groups, wherever it might be. Just drop it in there and say, look, this is a charity of, from a podcast that I watch. It's a brilliant charity. Give a fiver. If you can't donate, just keep sharing. That's the main thing. The more it gets out there, the more people. We, we're just about to pass 2,000 out of 10,000, which is great because we're less than a month in. But we really want to get to that 10 grand. So whatever you can do, absolutely help us out in whatever way you can, whether that's sharing, um, just getting the word out there, or indeed donating. Um, would you like to say anything on that field before we go? Look, as uh, you know, I'm very, I'm blessed. I'm a father of four. Um, uh, I'm blessed that I haven't had to go through any of this. And I don't know people who have. So this type of support for parents who have been in this position is essential. Um, and they do a great service. Um, and I'd hate to have to go through something like that. I, I, I don't know. Because I, I, whenever I think about it, you know, outside of all the joking and stuff that goes on, it does touch a, a string inside me because, you know, I've seen the joy that my kids are bringing me. I've, I've got a little fella who's, who's nearly, he's not even six months old. So for a parent... Um, our parents to go through this it will be um, horrific right um, so if you can if you know, as you said if you can or if you know anyone that can please do support them um, because they're there for people who are going through probably the hardest times um, and I don't say that lightly and we've done lots of really good work over the last year in terms of helping lots of different things this one is not person focused it's people focused and it's really important that we should be able to do things like that. So it's, um, yeah, if you can, absolutely. And and I think we've got a couple of events coming up and it'd be great to support somebody like this. And, you know, yeah, just- we have, we have the golf day coming up and that's in June. That's where we're looking to hit the 10 grand before the golf day. But the golf day was originally just a golf day because, because of COVID, we wanted to get out and have a golf day. There's only about three or four of us in the, on the trippers that play golf, but we said, ask mates and stuff. And it just kind of morphed into let's put a charity beside it. Why not make it worthwhile? And this mm. is where we come up with the charity. But I've been speaking to representatives from Failacon. Um, and remember, it's all voluntary. You know, the, 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 a lot of it is voluntary. So I'm actually talking to a guy who's lost a child um, in the ways I've just explained. And he does great work with the charity and other bereaved parents and stuff like that. And we're going to try to link up with them at some stage in the next couple of months and have a day with them and make it a fundraising day, and maybe have a few beers with them. If they're comfortable enough to talk to us, absolutely fine, and we can record, or we can bring them into studio, hopefully when we get that sorted out, or do it online like this, and, and chat to them about it, so people can understand what what this charity means to them, and how much it helps them, and how much it helps, not only how much it helps people now, but 
you, God forbid something happens down the road for anyone, one of us, and you go, what do I do now? And someone or something like that is there for people. I think it's incredibly important. So as I said, it, I'm, I'm not asking for shed loads of money. I'm asking mm. if you have a few quid, throw it in. If you genuinely don't, that's fine. It's all about spreading the word. Because as I always say, if I can't give a fiver or a tenner or whatever it might be, but I tell 10 mates and one of them donates, but all of them 10 tell another 10, that's another 100 people. Mm-hmm. If 10% of them donate, that's 10 people, right? So if they all give a tenner, you're 100 quid up before you know it, on mm-hmm. two text messages, really, you know, the sort mm-hmm. of way. So it's um, it's it's one of those where we're going to keep pushing it. We make no apologies for pushing it, and we're going to keep going. And hopefully by, by the time this comes on the 10th of June when we're having this golf day, the 10 grand is being passed, and we're way past it, and we're able to make even it give them even more money. But trust me, when I mention 10, 10K to people involved in this charity, we're like, Jesus, like, show me the list of what could be done. It's incredible. But anyway, um, we let us all go. That has been the forum with um, me and Phil. Um, we hope to be back. I'll be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock um, with the cop update. We hope to be back tomorrow. I won't. I'm, try- I'm trying to organize what? We won't be back at 2 o'clock tomorrow. No, I will. No. You should definitely do a show called Shut the FA Cup Up. So it'll be like, Shut the Fac Up. That would be great. See, you see what they're playing the words? That's, yeah, no, that- but only you watch it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just me talking about it on something I don't actually agree with, and you going, "Yeah, you're right," in the chat on your own. You know what I mean? But I'd, I'd have to get a load of bots. But if I was if I was in the chat, there'd be about fifteen of us there, so it'd be grand. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, we'll try to sort something out for tomorrow night. I'm trying to sort something, but definitely a midweek fix on Wednesday night. Looking forward to Leicester. Definitely mm. post match. Um, Leicester Friday will be sports unplugged. It will be Super Bowl and, and anything else that's on the way for the weekend. Um, Liverpool play at 2 o'clock on Sunday then away at Burnley so we will be back around 4 with full time Reds and 10 o'clock with the Fatback 4 anything else before we go Phil Sean won't be on the Fatback 4 this Sunday it's due to be out with us in town yeah I thought that yeah yeah so can't wait that's good yeah no well, I'll, I'll replace wait. him with someone you don't worry about it oh well I'll just I'll just have a look at you right. Archie I'll, Dillon I'll, said um, just to let you know Covid is gone as well COVID isn't gone. But I'll get me, but I, I, who cares at this stage? Yeah. Everyone's had it. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. had it. Like, it's like, you can't get away from it. Uh, and the vaccine's worked, so it's grand. Yeah. Oh, Ray well, Dico hasn't had it, actually. Ray Dico hasn't had it. There you go. So your vaccine worked. Told you. Well, I didn't uh, have it before the vaccine either. So there you go. Uh, right. Uh, let's get out of here before this gets very, very, very ugly. Um, <laughs> that's been it. Talk to you in a Can bit. Can you talk about Elliot again? No. E. No, T. not again. I've done three shows on Elliot now. Just leave the lad alone. He'll be fine. ET phone home. Um, that has been the forum. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.